0: You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everybody, it's Erin Carey and welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. Today I am talking with Kelly Luttman. She's been fascinated by the power of food ever since she helped resolve her son's ADHD by simply changing what he ate. A health coach certified in applied functional medicine, Kelly firmly believes that symptoms are the body's cries for help and that the body can heal when provided the building blocks it needs. She helps meet clients where they are, helps them understand what is happening in their body and guides them in identifying the changes that will help them experience the vitality they were missing. She currently lives in Slidell, Louisiana with the love of her life, gratefully near her eight grandchildren. She has a new book out called thriving through cancer, and this is a holistic approach to cancer. And I cannot wait to talk about all of this. So Kelly, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really excited to talk with you, a fellow student and and just someone who's got the heart for whole wellness. That's key.
0: Yes. Yeah. One of the things that um, we were talking about before we started the recording, I want listeners to know is that Kelly has been through, she was one of the first group of students at the School of Applied Functional Medicine where I am finishing up my certification process and it is a crazy rigorous in-depth program Mm. (laughs) that covers just about everything there is to know about the body that we know of now (laughs) right based on the latest research and so just to build Mm -hmm. a little bit more credibility as if your bio wasn't enough and with your personal experience with your son's ADHD and all of that but I mean just this program that you've been through I know it has really probably helped you put the puzzle
1: pieces of health together in ways
0: that you never anticipated
1: it It fascinates me. It blows my mind. <laughs> and like you say, we still don't know it all. This is what we know mm-hmm. currently. And even right. when I was initially a student, there was one step, and then they have revised and updated mm-hmm. many of the courses because it has changed, because the understanding, You know, when I studied thyroid, it was T3 and T4, but now we know there's T1 and T2 and there's other things that play in the, in the mix. And so it is, you can never stop being a student.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's
1: what I appreciate about functional medicine in itself
0: is just that, search for, I mean, it's, it's true science as in it's changing. It's ever changing. It's a process. Mm -hmm. There are Mm -hmm. always new things we're discovering. It's okay to question. It's okay to dig deeper into why. And so lately I've been featuring more and more functional medicine experts because of this.
1: Yes. Yes. And, and just to be in a place where you can say, you know, I'm not really sure of that answer, but let me go check it out and find out for you that's something we don't hear as often from mm-hmm. our medical professionals partly because they aren't they don't have the freedom of the time that we take yeah. with our clients and um they're pressed to you know run people one after another um and i i, I like having the time i need to research yeah. and to explore and exp- find out what's needed for that individual because we're not all cookie cutter absolutely and
0: that is a perfect segue into this topic of cancer and Mm -hmm. your book thriving through cancer your holistic approach to that let me ask before we just get into your Mm -hmm. thoughts what even made you want to tackle this topic do you have a personal connection do you what's what's the connection
1: there's something of a personal connection i have not had cancer myself um although you know segue side note is everyone has cancerous, you know, cells in their body is yep. whether your, your body is able to take care of them, or if they're allowed to grow. And yeah. when you're diagnosed, it's usually five years of development before mm-hmm. it's identified. But what really brought this to forefront for me was an email that I received from a friend a, a business connection that I had, um, that I knew over virtual networking. And she was starting her breast cancer treatment. And she reached out to me in an email and said, Kelly, I have a binder that's almost two inches thick with all the details of my treatment protocol. And all it says for nutrition is drink Insure and Carnation Instant Breakfast. Oh, my. And she, yeah. I mean, just made me cringe. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she said, I've known you long enough to know there's so much more, and I need you on my team and so i kept i coached her and she did fabulously yes there were days that she was struggling a little but a phone call a little bit of guidance a little support and the belief that she could make it through she came through and she is is doing marvelously you know i, I introduce her in the introduction of the book and i recap what where she is now in the final chapter but as i as I worked with her, and I've worked with several cancer patients mm-hmm. along the way, um, I just started to think, "Oh my goodness!" You know, they say an average of 1.9 million people are diagnosed each year with cancer, yeah. and how many of them are told, "Oh, just drink insurance and, and carnation instant breakfast." And I know that plenty of them are told, "Eat, eat cakes, eat whatever appeals to you. Drink milkshakes. You need to keep your weight up," mm-hmm. but. They're not recognizing that, yeah, that keeps the weight up, but it feeds the cancer more predict, you know, preferentially. Yeah. And so I talk about that in the book. The elephant in the room is the name of the chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, can- this sugar is not your friend. Yeah. Um, but then I also include a chapter on how to maintain your weight healthfully, how to do it so that it's working for your benefit instead of working against you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think this is such a needed topic and a topic that because it is unfamiliar to me, I really n- have not done a full episode on this because there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of misconceptions. There's a lot of, but I am seeing more and more of even my friends being diagnosed and going yeah. through whether they go through the full chemo, or th- you know, and I'm seeing it pop up more with clients who are maybe past all of their treatments and they're just wanting to get their just body back together because it does a lot of things to gut health. I mean, we could talk about, let's just, okay, where should we start? Um, Let's start (laughs) with just supporting the whole, whole person. You know, I mean, you've said that, that the medical team, and this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, is usually focused just on the cancer, but not always equipped to support the whole person going through treatment. So
1: let's talk about that. So One thing that I noticed, and I interviewed a a large number of cancer patients, either current or very recent cancer patients, in researching the book. I wanted to find out what were they told, what was their experience, what did they wish they'd known, so that I knew how to build the book in that way. But, But the key was so many of them, you know, as soon as they got that diagnosis, it was like they suddenly got swept away in floodwaters and it was, be here for this appointment and this appointment, and you've got this and this, and your schedule is not your own, and they feel like they totally mm-hmm. lose control. And I, I totally understand that struggle, that challenge. But what I want to do with the book is give them the opportunity to be empowered, to be in control for the rest of their body.
0: Yeah.
1: Because the medical team is highly trained for what they do with the cancer, mm-hmm. but the there's 98% of the rest of your body that is going through the treatment too and it needs support to really come through well to be able to be resilient in the process and so that's where i really focus the book it's not how you got the cancer at this point you've got it let's <laughs> let's go from here we won't debate that and i don't really specify between types of cancer because i'm focused on the rest of the body yeah Um, And the rest of the body needs nourishment, nutrition. You know this, Erin. I
0: love talking about this. It needs
1: the nourishment of the colors of the rainbow, which represent all the phytonutrients Mm -hmm. that are building blocks, either for building tissue or for all the physiological enzyme interactions that happen. That can't happen if it doesn't have the supply that it needs. Right. Um, and then there's the basics of digestion. Mm. So often we're in a hurry. We rush, you know, you may be between meetings and you swing into a fast food place and you grab something and you're eating it on the way to the next meeting. But are you really chewing? Are you really paying attention? Is your body even in parasympathetic mode? To be able to digest the food, or if you are in high stress fight or flight, your body has essentially shut down digestion and that food's going to sit there for a while and not necessarily be well digested to break apart and get to the nutrients that are in the food, assuming the food choice provides nutrients. Right. (laughs) Because if you pick up that food in the fast food lane, it's highly processed. The most color you get is in the packaging or the ketchup and mustard you add. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you look at the color of the food itself, it's brown and white and mm-hmm. doesn't represent real nutrients for you. So mm-hmm. I talk about just the steps to ensuring that what you're putting in is being used. But then there's the mind process, because in functional medicine, we recommend or recognize the mind-body connection and the vagus nerve. You've probably talked with some of your guests about the vagus nerve connecting the brain stem to all the main organs and heavily connecting the digestive system in the body. And the communication is two way with more of the communication going from the digestive system to the brain then vice versa. Mm -hmm. We think the brain's doing all the talking, but really the body is talking back. And what's going on in the digestive system is going to affect the brain. Absolutely. So it's really important to consider what's going on in the head. You know, what are your thoughts? What is the nourishment of your brain? But what's one of the biggest emotions in cancer? Fear. Fear. Absolutely. And fear paralyzes the immune system.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So I've got some chapters on working through those emotions, not to negate them, to recognize and acknowledge them, but to re rewrite the story Mm. so that you've got a way to process those, those emotions in a way that helps you to resolve rather than stay all hyped up in them. Yeah. Um, And then there's the spirit aspect too, hope, gratitude, faith, Mm -hmm. love, all of those are key for our bodies. They're just really hard to identify scientifically, but I actually found a fascinating study that really demonstrated hope and its power for us. And I share that in the book also.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, so much of the mind-body connection, it works both ways, whether it's the mind to the body, the body to the mind, Uh it is a revolving door of connections. And I'm just, I'm so glad you touched on it because not everybody is focusing on the mental aspect of facing a cancer diagnosis, but that's important. And you know, that actually is a really great place to pause and thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we are discussing the topic of cancer and a cancer diagnosis and what that takes you through mentally, physically, emotionally, all of it. But even if you aren't experiencing a life-changing diagnosis, even if you are just experiencing what you would consider to be, you know, a minor stressor, like a job change or a relationship change or a friendship change, whatever that is. Therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so that you can move forward with confidence and excitement. I know for me, there have been so many life phases and changes and seasons where it was difficult for me to navigate on my own, and I needed another non-biased person to just talk things over with and to help me to understand what is best for myself. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything because the more you practice, it, the easier it gets. And that is how therapy has been for me. If you've listened to this show for a while, you know that I am not afraid to talk about my therapy experiences and how it has supported my journey to wellness. But I will say as a lifelong people pleaser, as a lifelong doer, it has helped me to set up boundaries in my life so that I'm able to better care for myself so that I can meet the needs of everybody else around me. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and I love that. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In this way, you can already start practicing by putting your own needs at the forefront of your therapy experience. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash sparking today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, hel pcom slash sparking. Now, Kelly, getting back to this whole cancer conversation and how it can take a toll even on our mental, emotional well-being, you know, once cancer is found, it is go time and you've got oncologists on board, you've got treatment scheduled, it can be pretty intense, but there is a need for other types of support. And I know that you talk about that too, as well.
1: Yeah. And, and there's a whole chapter on restoring in nature. Hmm. If you don't have the ability to bring on other um, therapists or, or, you know, I talk about various different sources of therapy.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, But if, if you need it, just simple, just go out amongst the trees and the science has shown the, that there is genuine effect in positive ways when you put yourself amongst the trees. And if you are in a place where you don't have a forest, you don't have a park or something like that, find one tree and have a seat under it and just sit there and observe and listen and let it speak to your body even grounding, spending time barefoot out in the grass, on the sand. I love to walk on beaches. Um, but I don't always get to go to the beach. So I walk in the grass and things like that. You can walk in dirt. It gives you the same benefit. I'm just not as keen on dirt in my toes as sand and grass. Um, And Here in South Louisiana, we have some areas where it's not ideal to be walking in the grass because there's creepy crawlies. So I had one client that said, I I really need this grounding for pain control is a lot of benefit for her. Um, But she lived very close to the swamp and was not keen on barefoot in the grass. So she sat, um, every morning she sat on, on, a chair with her feet on the concrete slab that was at the bottom of her house, the base of her house. And that too will bring the negative ions into the body that helps to counter the positive ions from free radicals. Mm. And so grounding has a real benefit of balancing, um, relaxing and countering pain. Mm. And it's a real, it's a simple thing. You know, if you're going to be outside walking your dog, do it barefoot. Yeah. You know, yeah, just great. ways to incorporate it easily.
0: Yeah. Although let me say the ground is really hot right now.
1: So. Well, yeah, I realized <laughs> that time of year. And, you know. and then there's winter and snow and you may not want to do it in the snow. So that's where maybe if you have a basement go down to the basement, sit with your feet on the concrete slab in the basement. That's another option. There's there's ways to tweak it. Yeah,
0: no, I'm all about it. I, I love, I mean, we moved a couple of years ago, we moved from Dallas where there are not a lot of trees to Mm -hmm. East Texas where it's the piney woods and those trees are so soothing for me just looking at the trees and being out and walking through the trees there's something about it that for me I know not everybody feels that way and maybe it depends on you know where you grow up but I I really love the balancing effects of just being in nature itself and grounding as well for sure
1: yeah they call it forest bathing and Mm -hmm. it has been studied quite a bit in other countries Um, and I include Several scientific studies referenced in the back of the book for those that really want to geek out and look <laughs> it up. it's there. but um, it's amazing what the science is showing. Yeah, and you mentioned for pain control. Yes, yes, grounding for pain control because it the negative ions coming up in the body through the bare skin um, can can counter a lot of the positive ions that free radicals raise and are unbalanced. And so it can balance things out. I've had several with back pain that find that they mm. do much better when they ground every day.
0: Wow. I mean, that's that's such a good reminder for everybody. I love that. Now, tell me more about you know, the stress of having a cancer diagnosis and that initial Mm. for those who got the diagnosis, or maybe somebody in their family has that diagnosis, and now they're shuttling them back and forth to doctor's Mm -hmm. appointments. And it truly is probably a sympathetic dominated fight or flight response mode for a while. How, what, how do you get out of that? How do you
1: balance that? Um, well, the first thing that I recommend is breathing, just breathing um even when you're going to your chemo infusion or going to the next appointment, take a minute in the car before you go in the building and just close your eyes and breathe in deeply. But I mean, deeply and don't do it fast. Just do it slowly. Breathe in and hold it and then breathe out. In fact, breathing in through your nose and breathing out slowly through your mouth is has been shown to calm things and to shift you into the parasympathetic. Um, and take those breaks throughout the day, to just stop and breathe and relax. Do that in the process of grounding outside. You know, you can incorporate several things at once, multitask. That's the only time I would recommend multitasking. <laughs> but um, but yeah, there there are many ways that you can work on the calming process, um, acupuncture and be very calming and relaxing. I had one client that use that in a super stressful time of her life. Um, and I also talk about sound bats,
0: um, mm. using
1: sound therapy as a calming influence.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's, that's a great benefit as well. And even that, I mean, I was, there's somebody I was talking to in a recent episode. Now the name, is totally out of my head, mm-hmm. but um, talking about just the frequencies, sound frequencies, and how those yes. also promote a healing response in yes. the body.
1: Yes, and that's where I and I reference um, someone that is a sound bath um, therapist, and she can do online. Oh, on, you know, so work with you not only in person but online, so that you can get the benefits with headphones on, so that you're getting the sound, you know, right into your into your body and your head. Mm. It's amazing. We, we, we think that therapy and treatment for our bodies is limited to what the doctor offers, but there is so much more. Mm
0: -hmm. And this, and and it's, you know, it is so hard when you're in that fight or flight panic response. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. There's cancer in my body. Got to get rid of this. It's really easy to, you want to, and, and there's, this isn't a bad thing. So i just want to say this carefully, but you want to put full faith in the doctor and what the doctor yes. says to do and yes. the treatment plan. So whether it's insure or carnation instant breakfast, it's like, well, that's what my doctor told me. That's what I'm going to do. And, and then you kind of got to get out of that panic mode a little bit, probably mm-hmm. in order to go, well, mm-hmm. wait a minute, what else could I be doing to support my body? And that's really right. hard to do.
1: It is, it is hard. Um, but I'm hoping that my book, my book shows you the way, um, yeah, I, too. I talk early on in the book about the waterway. Are you going to respond? Are you going to just flow the direction that whatever is taking you, or are you going to have flexibility to form like water does water eddies water follows around rocks, but it is persists to keep going. Um, and I just talk about being able to be relaxed and move as you need to through the treatment, but maybe you need to incorporate occasional paddling to change your direction so that you have that benefit of this can come alongside what you're doing with your doctor. And remember that your doctor isn't trained in nutrition. Yeah. You know, they're doing the best they can. They're doing what they've been told that, but, but I give the ex- The explanation of why it's important in in the book so that it's not just I said so, but I explain the why and I provide the scientific studies behind it if if you want to know more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and for anybody who's listening and maybe is still stuck on the insure example, because it is a commonly promoted Mm -hmm. (laughs) product is from any, I mean, at hospitals anywhere, um, you will find people recommending insure. And so can you break down why that might not be beneficial for the body and what it is that, that we should stay away from?
1: Well, primarily when you, I I always read the labels, you know, I tell my clients what's on the front label is marketing. (laughs) You need to turn around and look at it as a nutritional label and see what are the ingredients and what did they say the nutrients are. So one of the big shockers with those is to just look at the sugar content. And it can be deceptive because sugar is related in grams. And we think, well, we don't ever deal with grams. <laughs> so you you have to do a little math, four grams equals a teaspoon of sugar. So, you know, you divide it. If you look at the average sweetened cereal, it's going to be 13 grams of sugar to a three quarter cup serving. How many people really just eat three quarters of, a cup of cereal? Hello. But then you think 13 grams of sugar, that's more than three teaspoons of sugar to a three-quarter cup serving in in a cereal. But if you put it in terms of a drink, so often beverages have much higher levels of sugar. I I joke about sodas that are served at the restaurants and you you go to a fast food place and you get a soda or even a sweetened tea and it'll have 15 teaspoons of sugar in that cup. You don't recognize what's there, but oh, they'll refill it for free. So you can get twice as much. (laughs) But that insure, I can't tell you exactly how much sugar is typically in insure, but you can divide it and figure out is that reasonable amount. And then it says that it has nutrients, but most of the nutrients are synthetic. They're not nutrients your body is going to recommend and recognize and utilize or often There may be nutrients in a form that your body has to convert before it's able to use. And then too, your body is already under a great deal of stress with cancer treatment. Is it really in the place where it is able to do the conversion? Or would it be better to give it nutrients in a form that it already recognizes and doesn't have to manipulate before it can use them? That's a key.
0: That's I amazing. love that you mentioned that because the nutrient drain under stress, anyway, yes. is a big deal. You know, anytime we're stressed, we're just going to be, you know, losing, especially the B mm-hmm. vitamins, right? And even things like amino acids we need for neurotransmitter function, they're being used up in different ways to support mm-hmm. inflammation and all of this. And so I, I have not gone down that rabbit hole myself, but I'm assuming with cancer treatments, there's a nutrient drain as well because the is oh, yes. working so hard to eradicate
1: the cancer. Oh yes, most definitely, and that's why you know I'm I'm talking about. You need to support the body with nutrients it can use, um, and you know that may mean supplementing and adding more because there's that extra drain. Um, yeah. But I start with the food. Let's let's start with the food because that's what people recognize most.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, what are your most common recommendations, you know, th- I'm sure you have all of this in your book. And so people can get a deeper oh, yeah. dive there. But um, what what do you typically recommend for somebody who's going through cancer treatments, or maybe
1: post cancer recovery, any of that? Well, it's start with the food you're eating, making sure that it, it fits your body, it suits your body. Because to be honest, there are a lot of foods that we think are healthy, that maybe not agreeing with our body, you know, dairy, um, our teacher, um, Aaron's in mind, says that there are multiple countries in the world who do not consume any dairy products, and yet they have Olympic athletes, which means they still can perform at a very high level physically. Mm-hmm. But we assume dairy because we're we're raised on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Got milk. Mm-hmm. Um, we assume that dairy is an essential. But when you think about conventional dairy, it is... The, the cows are raised on antibiotics. Do you know that 70% of the antibiotics that are produced in this nation are put in our agricultural sources? Crazy. So we are getting constant antibiotic residue in our meats, in our milk, in our dairy cheese and everything else. But they're also raised on a lot of um, hormones, growth hormones to cause the cow to produce at a faster rate. And so- we're getting that in our meat, it's coming through. And it may not be something that your body really needs right now. Mm. Um, a lot of chemo causes intestinal permeability or leaky gut. Yeah. And so often that will bring with it food sensitivities where larger chunks of food, not not, some, not what we would say as a chunk, but a physiological chunk is multiple molecules together. You know? Those can pass through into the circulatory system and the immune system says, whoa, we don't recognize this. So we're going to attack it. And if that happens frequently with foods you are eating regularly, you can develop a sensitivity to a food you're commonly consuming. And then every time you're eating that, your body is mounting an attack, which raises the inflammatory levels and keeps your body on high alert for an extended time. So we can do food sensitivity testing to find what are the particular foods that are a problem for your body. And that helps with some of the things you might not have thought of, like garlic or pineapple or, you know, green beans that you didn't think were a problem. Or spinach, Uh, in my case, a couple of years ago. Yes, yes, you know, Um, and it can bring, it can be things that you, really feel like your body craves. Oddly enough, if your body has built up a lot of antibodies, it will crave the foods that the antibodies are there to deal with. And you need to hold off and eliminate all of the sources of that particular food. So the antibody army goes away, it's dismissed and released. And then you can heal the intestinal permeability and begin to reintroduce foods. um, and identify what's a reaction and what's not. So many people don't rel- recognize food sensitivities as we know it in functional medicine because it doesn't immediately cause our throat to swell or we break out in hives or something like that because a food sensitivity is an IgG antibody and it's delayed in its response. So it could be sleepiness, it could be joint pain, it could be headache. There's a variety of not necessarily Diagnosed with digestive issues um, because of the symptoms being a variety, but they are connected, and there's ways we can help resolve those.
0: Yeah. Now, are you one? This is kind of off subject. Not really. Mm -hmm. Are you one to recommend? Do you like the KBMO food sensitivity test, or do you use something different?
1: I do like the KBMO. If if my client has a little more limitations in their funds for the testing, then uh, I've often done the food safe test. Um, okay. Both of those are finger pricks, where, so mm-hmm. they're a little bit easier on the person. Um, but the KBMO gives you the compliment mm-hmm. and the backup of compliments saying, yeah, this really is an issue for your body, where other tests, you may get a little more false alarms on things.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it exactly.
1: depends on the medication that someone is on. If you're on a steroid mm-hmm. or an antihistamine, you're not going to get an accurate result because those will influence the the result, or they will influence the effect of the immune system.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's not talked about enough, but no. yeah, yeah, that's, I'm so glad that you brought up the topic of, you know, chemo and, in enhanced intestinal permeability and the connection yeah. there, because it is that I have heard a lot of complaints of post chemo recovery, my gut uh-huh. is just not the same. Something's right. Wrong, right? Digestion right. doesn't work. I'm bloated. I'm constipated or whatever it is. And so is there a way to support somebody through the chemo process so that they're not going to experience
1: as rough of results afterwards? Um, with that, the, it, it depends on the type of chemo, you know, some people are doing infusions. Some people are doing daily pills it's so many different variations, but much like if they were taking antibiotics and we're supporting a client who's taking antibiotics, I always recommend that they take either a spore-based antibiotic, um, spore is one that I use, or a Saccharomyces boulardii, which is a yeast-based antibiotic, to take that in conjunction alongside the antibiotic or the chemo but not at the same time mm. so if you're doing your pill in the morning I would take the probiotic in the evening okay um, on an empty stomach usually just to make sure that it's got a chance to come in and it keeps much like with antibiotics they uh, taking an antibiotic is like you know applying a flamethrower on a on a field and you're <laughs> going to take the good guys <laughs> and the bad guys out mm. and so I like to keep the probiotic in there alongside to protect from total annihilation. With chemo, similar, but you want to have the countering effect of the probiotic as you come through, and then probably waiting till after the chemo treatment, doing a stool test, a comprehensive stool test to evaluate what where's the microbiome right now? What's, yeah. what's been affected by the chemo or the food you're eating? um, that we can rebuild and restore in, in the process.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that's really helpful. And it's important to understand that gut health connection is always there no matter Mm -hmm. what you're dealing with. So even cancer and gut health is, it's important to understand the connection there. So yeah. Yeah. I love this. This is, this is incredible. I'm so excited to, that your book is a resource to support people. Now, would your book be, even for somebody say that, Maybe they are concerned about certain types of cancer in the genes, in the family, or they're concerned that they had maybe a cancer scare, but it didn't go into, you know, full blown. Mm -hmm. How can your book support people who are just wanting to live a healthy lifestyle?
1: Well, probably 75 to 80% of the content is not specific to cancer. So it's definitely going to help that person. And I love to, to give the good news to someone who's worried that I have a lot of cancer running in my family or, you know, all my family is diabetic. Mm -hmm. And and they just, some people will just give up and say, it runs in my family, I'm bound to get it myself. But we know with functional medicine that you can influence the, um, the expression of genes. You can turn them on or turn them off based on lifestyle and your food. And so, if you want to, you you've got that history, you've got the hint that there's genetics in there that might be at play, but you want to protect yourself, then using this book, using the information in it to shift the way you're eating, the way you're caring for your body, sleep, exercise, movement, all of that, um, can help to turn genes on or turn them off and protect you in that way. I, I tell a lot of people who say, well, I don't know anybody who has cancer. That's fine. I am delighted you don't know someone <laughs> with cancer. If you can read it for yourself and learn and benefit yourself, and then you have a copy of the book so that if you hear of a friend is diagnosed, then you can pass it to them and say, this is what I learned when I read the book, and I think it would benefit you too. And that's a win-win. That's both of you benefiting in the process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's really important. And, you know, there are so many things that feel overwhelming. And I think that C word of cancer feels very overwhelming. And even that initial diagnosis is like, oh my goodness, what do I do? So to be able to have a practical toolkit, okay, this, this is what I can do. I think that offers (laughs) a lot of hope back to your hope word (laughs) it offers a lot of that. Yes.
1: Yes. And I took it actually based on the research I was doing when I was talking to cancer patients. I was surprised at how many of them said, I worked with, I, I met with a nutritionist and she gave me a stack of books to read. And my first thought was, she didn't do her job. <laughs> she should have explained it to you and walked with you instead of expecting you to read. And then I started thinking, mm, and I'm going to write a book for them to read, and that's going to be hard. So I created a book portal, a website that has 10 of the chapters in video form, so that if they're having a hard time reading and understanding, they can get the most important content in book form, you know, in a video with me giving them the chapter content. Um, And then maybe that'll help get them started into the book a little easier but in the portal i also offer recipes i offer resources for therapists that they may reach out and talk to if they need further support um and i'm i'm hoping to build a resource in the portal for them I and that's that. accessed through a qr code in the book Oh, that's great. So it's a it's a private, so kind of like a
0: private, almost membership mm-hmm. type thing once you get the My readers, access. yeah. My oh, readers have that. access to the portal. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Now, where is your book available?
1: It's available on Amazon in uh, print form or in ebook. Um, probably the easiest way to access instead of having to type and, and search is to go with kellylutman.com. And there's an easy buy now button that will take you straight to the Amazon page that's Um, awesome. Get it that way.
0: Yeah, no, this, this is so fun. So tell me a question that I love to ask my guests Mm -hmm. is, you know, the name of the show is sparking wholeness. So if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be?
1: You have the power to change the way your body feels. We often think it's like, I'm just being carried along. I don't know. Um, but you can make choices with each meal you eat with each bite you eat with the time you give yourself to sleep and the time for movement and motion and um, restoration. Mm. Each of those choices can change the way your body feels. And the biggest thing I say to women is you have to fill your cup before you can pour out to others. Because too often women are doing for everybody else and they get whatever's left. But especially if you are in cancer treatment, it's time for you to be the priority, prioritizing an environment for healing, prioritizing what you need to get through instead of trying to still take care of everybody else and then try to try to heal too. That's a little too much.
0: It is too much. And I'm glad you brought that up. It reminds me of something our teacher Tracy says, which is Mm -hmm. the body doesn't heal in a sympathetic state. The body won't heal in a sympathetic state. So we're talking about cancer and your body has to heal, but you have
1: to do the things that's going to make your body feel safe to heal. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the sympathetic it's rest, digest, and heal, not fight, flight, and freeze <laughs> you, know, you need to heal in that parasympathetic mode and for some that's the biggest adjustment is learning to prioritize themselves
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yes this has been so so good so people can go to kelly Luttman, that's l-u-t-m-a-n.com get the book follow you mm-hmm. on social
1: media you're on instagram do you have a facebook yes. page as well facebook instagram linkedin you know um Great. i'm all around as much as I can. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm
0: so excited to help you get the message out. Cause I think what you're Andrew. doing is very important. And I hope listeners will um, pass this episode along to anybody, you know, who is struggling with cancer facing a diagnosis or supporting a loved one through that diagnosis, because it is absolutely important to care for the whole person who, yes. who is
1: undergoing these things. Yes. And the body can be amazingly resilient when you can what it needs to build.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I love this conversation. I've been looking forward to
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) Love that we connected. And thank you for giving me an opportunity to share with your audience. It's been a blessing. The tiniest spark
0: leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at
1: wholeness. Have a fabulous week.